Very interesting article. What's the matter with men? Real masculinity should look to queer community, says Gen Z. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> the same people that were snorting condoms and eating Tide Pods? <laughs> we should look to the queer Gen Z community for thoughts on masculinity with your septum rings and your fucking gauged earrings and your, your summer of love and <laughs> your fucking skinny jeans. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the all-american savage show podcast i am your host john burke i want to apologize uh, we're having issues with the stream stuff again I i'm not sure what's going on here hopefully this is working um on uh kick and rumble but apparently it's not i don't know it keeps being choppy i'm not sure what's going on with our internet it could be our uh, internet service provider I apologize but either way the audio and everything is going to be uploaded after the show over on the itunes and the other platforms where you can listen to the podcast. Also, I'm pretty sure it's probably running uh, good and sound on YouTube. Let me check YouTube. Oddly enough, you wouldn't think YouTube would be the one uh, working the most, but apparently it is. That's what I don't get. It's like, if it's working on YouTube, why wouldn't it be working over on Kick and Rumble and stuff like that? It doesn't doesn't make sense. But uh, we're going to get it figured out. Again, apologies for this, folks. Uh, might have to just reset the router. That could be it. Um, just go over to the YouTube channel. Tune in over there. You can watch the show. Um, a lot of stuff to get to today. First and foremost, I want to apologize. Uh, our guest, Spike Cohen, um, I'm not going to lie, folks. I am not going to make um, concessions for people's uh, behavior or whatever. I got ghosted. Um, I was talking to his booking manager, agent, whatever, uh, checked in the day before, and we were all set to go. I had everything ready, set up. Uh, I would even notified Rumble about trying to get put on their main page to help maybe draw a bigger audience, and I was just straight up ghosted, which I think is very unprofessional, um, unethical behavior. I, I don't condone that at all. Like, I'm serious. Like, if we've originally reached out, tried to get him on the show, and they said, you know, they they booked a date, and then they had to push the date because he had to travel. Uh, a death in the family emergency came up. I fully understood that. And then, again, I'd asked, hey, just checking in, making sure we're good to go. Uh, the day before, I said, yep, all set. Uh, 12 p.m. CST on Wednesday. We're good to go on the 20th. And then uh, the day comes, and no show. Not even a, hey, can't make it. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, but that is just, uh, that's inappropriate behavior when you're, when you're, when you're booked for doing something like this, I just, and it happens a lot in the business. I'm not going to lie. It does happen a lot. And that's why it aggravates the hell out of me. Um, I'm not blaming spike. I don't know what his, uh, maybe just his booking management. I don't know, but it does piss me the hell off. It really does. But, um, anyway, go to YouTube people. It's not uh, laggy over there. Apologies. I'll be reading the YouTube chat over there. Um, need to read, uh, 
It could be the beef, yeah. It's probably what it has to be with as far as um the issues with the streaming stuff. There's just a lot on my mind, a lot on my plate right now. Just very stressed the hell out. Really stressed the hell out. Um, Just, you know, with everything. Uh, Everybody's saying, I guess, something to do with your OBS. I've got it. The key coder set to two, and the bit rate is at 1,500. Um, it's, it's as low as I can get it, pretty much. So outside of that, I don't know. I don't understand why it's still doing this. It's freaking annoying. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. But anyway, we got to get to the show, folks. We can't, uh, we can't stop. Got a lot of, um, there's, there's a lot to say about this article that's coming out and it's very interesting. I haven't watched the, the video yet. The article comes to us about a, um, this is from the insider says Columbus police are investigating after a video seems to show officers blaming an 11 year old girl before or for being groomed. I don't know if you've seen this article yet or not. Um, I see it circulating on Twitter, on Instagram, especially in the veteran community. Um, I haven't, I haven't watched this yet. The police department of Columbus, Ohio says, says it's launched an investigation into two officers. They responded or they responded to a dad's call that his 11 year old daughter was uh, talking to a predator online. They arrived at midnight, then said his daughter could be charged with making child porn. Say what? I mean, okay, hold on. Um, The police department of Columbus, uh, you know, let's just watch the video. There's Hopefully the video's on here. Okay, yeah, here, here's the video. Um, let me put my other headset on. Again, I haven't watched this video yet. Um, I've only seen commentary from a few people. I haven't watched it, so let's see what this is about. The video is only a minute and 35 seconds, so. Is there a better pop with cream soda? Pop? Yeah. Mm. No. Oh, no, that's crispy Sprite. Oh, you don't want to I haven't done Sprite since I was like a kid. Pop. Yeah. Really mm. that. Yeah. Sprite's good. That's crispy Sprite. Oh, you know, I like you. Do you ever I have that Sprite challenge? like a kid. Really exciting. Like your ball Sprite trap, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a Hold on, hold on. Are you serious? Have a nice evening. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. It was uh, double playing. Let me do that one more time. Sorry, guys. Just towards the end here. That's correct. I haven't been Sprite since I was like a kid. It's good that you say that. Sprite's good. Especially that dollar Sprite. Oh, you know what? I lied to you. Do you ever see like, that Sprite challenge? <clears throat> like during the bottle Sprite trap burp. Oh, yeah. Hi. Uh, yeah, she's in bed now. It's, 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 it's sleep. Well, it still happened though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I just um, the whole point. I just want you guys to come over and talk to her. I mean, I just want her to realize what this was. I mean, the reality is not much she can probably do about it, is it? I mean, she could probably get charged with child porn. Who she can? Mm -hmm. She's 11 years old. She's creating it. 
Right? She's 11 years old. Doesn't matter. He's still making porn. No, she's not. She's being manipulated by a grown-ass adult on the Is internet. Is she taking pictures, though? You guys have a nice seat. Okay. Thank you for coming. Are you serious? Have a nice seat. Dude, okay, so... Wait. So right off the bat... um. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, there's so much to unpack here. I mean... <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at uh, the daughter. I, I'm laughing at the response from the police. You you you're called number one to show up that uh, a grown man is you know exhibiting predatory behavior towards an 11 year old girl on the internet, and you start off with your first foot is uh, well you know she can be charged with child pornography. You don't even know like the the okay so you, number one you just show up. You have a very basic understanding of what's actually going on, and you instantly lead with, well, it could be also her fault. We could charge, she could child pornography. Why Why then? And that guy handled it correctly. Then you just stop talking. All right, good, good night. Like, bye. Not going to tell you anything else. Um, very, very, you know, I'm, a lot of kudos to this guy for, first off, not letting his emotions run away with him. Very well done. Good way to interact with the cops when they are coming at you right off the bat with this uh, accusatory type of uh, tactic, which I find to be very disgusting. Um, number one, he called you to come over and talk to the daughter. To talk to the daughter and make her understand how what a serious situation this is. Not try and scare her into saying, hey, if you do this, you're going to jail. Instantly. You know, this is an 11-year-old girl, 11-year-old girl. So if 11-year-old girls cannot give consent to sex and they are being manipulated by clearly an older person on the internet, I'm sorry, but the positioning of the police should be, okay, let's educate this young woman. Let's make her aware of what's going on. What you're doing is wrong. It's horrible. Not only the simply fact that, that, you know, it's against the law, but this guy could potentially be a rapist. He could be a murderer. You don't know. So why not instead educate the youth and, you know, remember how it was when they brought the D.A.R.E. people into the gyms? It's like D.A.R.E. to keep kids off of drugs. And they sometimes tried that scare tactic to say, look, if you do drugs, you're going to be sucking dick behind Waffle House for crack, which is exactly why I started doing drugs. Now nah, I'm totally getting, I'm totally getting. But um, I just, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of unprofessional to blame the child right off the bat. Why not instead, you know, talk to the dad? The dad was clearly concerned. That's what he called the cops. And, you know, I, I just feel like if we're talking about community policing, if we're talking about working in line with the, the police department to protect um, and serve the populace, leading off with that tactic is not the smartest thing. And here's the thing. If this was such a serious matter, the cops wouldn't have left. Does that, does that not strike a chord with anybody? If this was as, as, as serious a manner as they tried making it out to be and also pinning it on the girl... Why did you leave? I'm just curious on that. Why would you leave? I I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I certainly wouldn't go in there blaming the girl. I mean, I would simply tell her it's like, look, this is inappropriate. I'm 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 almost willing to bet the father's probably already had that discussion with her. I would assume, being he also called the cops. I mean, as a parent, I wouldn't just see what my daughter's doing and then instantly call the cops and not have a conversation with my daughter. So I just, I don't know. I feel like it's just one of these things of like, instead of like blaming the daughter right off the bat, you could eventually kind of allude to the fact of what you're doing is also illegal. It needs to stop. 
but we also need to catch this predator. I mean, I understand that there's blame on both sides of this. I get that, but she's an 11-year-old little girl. She's being manipulated, clearly. Clearly. Anybody anybody with a, a shred of common sense would know this. So why the cops would be shaming the little girl right out the gate, I mean, I hope I would hope you don't do the same thing to rape victims. Um, I would hope that, uh, you know, you don't do this to other people that call you with the need to put their trust and faith in you into confiding in potential what's going on, potentially what's going on. And then just for you to turn around and say, well, you know, you could go to jail. Uh, she's a kid, dude. She's not even a teenager. She's 11. I'm sorry. That's just disgusting behavior on, on the side of the cops. It is to try to try and justify this, to try and rationalize this in any way, shape or form. Uh, no. Predators should be shot, executed right on the spot. Uh, well, no. Given a fair trial, of course. Due process for everybody, even the pedos. But, uh, you know, I just... Um, I find that when... Can you... So, just real quick. Imagine being this little girl. And you have this, this predator online trying to convince you to take inappropriate photographs, which I'm assuming that's what this is. And then the father calls the cops, the cops show up, and they just instantly start attacking the little girl. Not to her face, thankfully. Thankfully, hopefully she didn't see this. Why would I ever call the cops again? I would feel like I couldn't even invest my trust into the law enforcement to handle these issues. So this example right here is another reasoning why there is such a massive separation between law enforcement and citizens these days. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are great police officers out there. I am not condemning all the blue. But I am certainly not going to turn a blind eye when police officers that wear that badge, and a woman no less, let's just be honest, that's a woman. Oh, John, that's sexist. You're damn right it's sexist. I would think that you as a woman would show a little empathy for one of your own sex that's being manipulated by a male predator. I would think that maybe some sense of humanity would come out in you that you could realize like, hey, you know, this little girl is probably needs like a, a, a motherly figure. Potentially, I don't know. And the fact that you're wearing a badge symbolizes that you're a very empowered woman. So she's probably going to take what you have to say very seriously, I would imagine. And instead of, you know, being in the position to try and make some change for good and potentially save the life of somebody in the future from being uh, raped, human trafficking, you don't know. Maybe just show a little compassion and say, hey, let's sit down and have a chat or whatever the case. The other part is, you know, and I hate playing devil's advocate on this one, but it's true. They said the officers responded like five or six hours after the call. Sometimes they're swamped and there is a prioritization of responses. I'm not saying that's what happened here, but that does happen on occasion. If you're in a, a big city and there's a lot of crime, a lot of issues like that, you get kind of put on a waiting list. It's true, folks. If, if we have any law enforcement in the chat, um, they can they can tell you. You kind of get priority and you have to be prioritized. It's just like with any kind of like you go into a trauma center. You've got to prioritize the casualties. A sprained ankle, you're going to be waiting because if there's a heart issue, that goes first. But that could be why they showed up later. I don't know. I'm glad they showed Well, I mean, given the outcome, not really, but still. I don't know. But again, I'm not... Um, I'm not trying to condemn all law enforcement officers. That's generalization. We don't like it when people do it to us. Fair enough. But do you kind of understand where I come from now when I say you should never trust, blindly trust law enforcement? If we don't blindly trust politicians, if we don't blindly trust anybody out there, quite honestly, law enforcement that has the badge that we've also seen, quite honestly, in mass, uh, enforce COVID lockdowns, unconstitutional laws. No, they should never be trusted, folks. 
That's not me hating the police. That's me simply saying, you better, you better watch out for yourselves. Don't expect cops to be there to stop the burglar. I'm, I'm sorry. It just doesn't work that way. You've got to rely upon yourself. That's why women should have firearms. When someone's trying to kick down your door and say, like, you're a single mom of two, they're trying to break in. You don't know what they're trying to get to. They don't, you don't know if they're trying to come in and steal your Xbox. You don't know if they're trying to come in there and steal your children, rape you, murder you. You don't know. So the best defense to have is a good defense. And what I mean by that? Something that's going to put a hole in that motherfucker. A lot of holes. Really quick. Big holes. Big holes. Pow. Right in the face. I just think the police could have handled this in a far better manner. Should she be fired? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Realistically speaking, I think she should probably go through retraining. And I know that sounds so horrible to say, like, you have to go sit down through retraining. No, I think you, I think she, you know, I think you should go through retraining to an extent. Sit down and have it explained to her why the approach you took was not the right approach. I kind of feel like that would be a better method of solving this issue. But then again, I don't know. I wonder what the history of these cops are. Who knows? But that's that's where I see it. Again, I, I'm not going to blame the victim. She's 11 years old. She's a child. Now, I would definitely sit down and have a stern talking to with her. I'm not sitting there saying that you pat her on the head. No, you poor baby. No, 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 no. But I really feel that as a parent, as a law enforcement officer, as whatever the case may be, sitting down with them and then having a come to Jesus meeting, not yelling at them, not trying to fucking shame them, belittle them, but make them realize the horrors of what can come from this, I think is probably the most safest and effective approach. I don't think screaming at somebody, because what people fail to understand is that's an 11-year-old little girl. She's very impressionable, clearly by the fact that there's someone trying to groom her on the internet. The fact that she is willing and she is so impressionable means that what you have to say, she's going to hear. She's not going to ignore. So if you start out right out the gate screaming, belittling, criticizing, you have to realize the long-term effects of this. Why would any child ever go to their parent again if a similar instance occurs or reoccurs rather? Because they know in the back of their mind, the last time I went to dad, he yelled at me. He beat me. He took this away. He punished me. Dad didn't. Now, I'm not blaming this guy. I'm not, I'm not talking about him in general. I'm just saying how those cops handled it. I think parents in general have to create that safe space that their children know there's going to be met with unconditional love, regardless of how bad you fuck up, how bad you mess up. It doesn't matter. I will always love you, but it does not mean I'm going to let shit slide. When you can create that kind of environment for a child, ultimately, I think what most parents would want with their children is just outright honesty. Don't lie to me. Because if you lie to me, I can't protect you. If you lie to me, I can't educate and, and raise you efficiently. You've got to be honest with me. So, again, when you come right out of the gate, just instantly criticizing, you know, just like in any relationship, any argument, you know, rather than, you know, have a reaction right out the gate, take some time and then logically respond. And I, I can't, I feel bad for the dad. Can you imagine being a father and finding out there's some piece of shit on the internet trying to groom your child? Ooh, that's like murderous. That's murderous to me. And it's interesting about how you create that, that uh, environment of safety because the same thing can be applied towards relationships. You have to have that, that safety there 
that understanding, that mutual ground of like, look, if you're going to tell me something that's hurtful, that's fine. I just need to know. Be honest. And it's hard. I get it. We never want to hurt the ones we love. I understand that. But when you can have open and honest communication, that's when you get real general or excuse me, really authentic, um, genuine conversation and you really get to know people. That's the same type of relationship that he should be having with his child, which I hope he does. But there's also the relationship dynamic of the police and the child now. If I was him, I wouldn't have told her that the cops even showed up. Because if she saw how the cops responded right out the gate, I would never trust the cops either, which I guess may be a good thing. I don't know. I don't know. But again, victim shaming, victim blaming, ain't gonna cut, it's not going to cut it on this one. The cops are at the fault. Yep. Should they have handled this differently? 100%. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't condone that. I would definitely say those officers, should, I wouldn't say they should be fired, but they should definitely be retrained. I don't know. That or just leave it to the board to vote or the chief, police chief, let, let him make the call or her, whoever it is. Like, upon seeing that, this dude should definitely file a complaint. And the fact that this thing went viral, I mean, they're they're probably going to get fired, tell you the truth. Because honestly, it's like, I get the idea of that some things you can be retrained on. But there are some instances where you don't get the, you don't have the option to make the wrong call. And if you do make the wrong call, you're going to be fired. I mean, do you think this is one of those those instances? I'm just I'm open to hearing positions on this on chat YouTube chat. Should they be fired or should they be, should they be retrained? I'm all over the place today. And the fact that you should yeah in the chat people are saying um. Here's the YouTube link in the Rumble. Um. There we go. Okay. Yeah, Chris Hansen took guys down from the same thing. Now as the kids fell. Yeah, I, I don't get it either, man. I don't get it either. It's crazy to me. But that's the world we live in. So should they be fired or retrained, chat? People are saying retrained, 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 fired. Um, bad character. She should be. They should be fired. No excuses. Fired. Retrained. Reprimanded. Reprimanded. Let them go. Retrained. Uh, then give them traffic meter duty. Uh, they won't get fired because they are probably short-staffed. Yeah, Potentially. Retrain. A lot of retrains. I'm sure that 11-year-old girl would be upset if she found out how that cop acted. I think she'd be confused. Wouldn't know how to respond on that one, to tell you the truth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's disturbing to see. All right. So there's my thoughts on that. All right. Uh, saw this article. Very interesting article. What's the matter with men? Real masculinity should look to queer community, says Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious <laughs> the same people that were snorting condoms and eating Tide Pods <laughs> we should look to the queer Gen Z community for thoughts on masculinity with your septum rings and your fucking gauged earrings and your, your summer of love <laughs> you fucking skinny jeans. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, did you really, could you, did you really write this article with a straight face? There is no way. There is no way. We should look to Gen Z. That's like looking to an alcoholic for thoughts on like how to quit drinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good luck. You fucking kidding me? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Gen Z. This month, well, you brace yourself. Strap in, folks. Strap in. Buckle up. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. This month will have been eight years since I arrived at the same college where I now teach. That 
that screams volumes right there. You're a teacher at a college. Okay. <laughs> that screams, that screams a lot right there. Um, like some of my queer students, I was freshly out of the closet, always from the suburbs of Long Island and living in downtown Manhattan for the first time. I say now that I arrived late on the gay scene for years. I had been dancing around the edges of queer community in Manhattan. Um, I was out of the closet, but in many ways my head was okay. I don't give a fuck about this. I don't do it. I don't give a shit about your sexuality. Gen Z is setting their own rules for quote unquote real masculinity. At the end of last semester, I asked my freshman critical writing class at Pace University in Manhattan whether they believed that our culture was witnessing a crisis of masculinity. I can already tell you right now, the polling group on this is going to reflect as you might think it would. Clearly, you are a blue shithole, so you're going to have lib dudes in there. Now, I know we talk about generalizing yada, 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 but it's true. Most argued that men were not were not in crisis, citing the economic and socioeconomic privileges that come with being a white male. Oh, please, please tell me more. Please tell me more from that. The socioeconomic privileges of being white. Automatically, right out, you know, right out the gate, right out the gate, you're just coming with the privilege. Oh, it's privilege. It's privilege. Whites, you just have it so easy. Really? The struggles I could tell you about as far as being a business owner would blow your mind. Blow your mind. But if I was black, oh my God, I get whatever the hell I want. I can advertise on Instagram and Facebook. I'm diversity. I get all these things afforded to me. At what point do you start to acknowledge the fact that minority privilege far supersedes white privilege? Privilege is privilege is privilege, right? So then at what point do you have to admit that this is just basically racism? What they're saying is blatant racism. It's the assumption and the generalization that you being of white skin color are afforded certain opportunities. How do they know that? How do they know your background? How do they know what you've been through? How do they know what you've lived through? This is such a blatant, disrespectful accusation. How do you know that black people have been through hard times? How do you know that they didn't come from a good family? You're making the the bold-faced assumption that's rooted in racism at core. Most argued that men were not in crisis. Uh, blah, blah. Uh, they defended their case by citing how other groups like people of color and LGBT communities have seen their rights taken away in real time. What rights? Name me. I challenge anyone of you supposed black or gay victims or black gay victims. And you just got the bingo card right there. Um, <clears throat> name me one right that has been taken from you. And no... The ability to kill the unborn is not a right. That's not. Name me a right. Can anyone in chat name me one single right off the top of your head that black people or people of color or homosexuals have lost real time? I'm very curious. And folks, here's the deal. I believe in your rights. I can't stand you, motherfuckers. You Gen Z lib bunch of mora. I can't stand you but you still are entitled to every single right that I have. Everyone. Can anyone list me one single right? And usually you cannot. In fact, I know you can't because there isn't one. Normally, what they're actually saying here, and I've addressed this before, it's when they say our rights have been stripped real time, they're referring to abortion. And then secondly, the transitioning of children. 
Th- those are the two. Abortion and transing children. The, the actual gender reassignment surgeries and hormone replacement therapies and all of that. That's what you're saying you don't have the right to do. So in reality, real talk, forget the red tape and all that other stuff. What you're saying is we no longer have the right to murder the repercussions of our unsafe sex methods. And secondly, that we cannot chop and mutilate the genitals of underage children to fulfill a quota based in some type of trans narrative. That's what this is. So forgive me if I don't go to Gen Z to seek masculinity training when you cannot even come correctly or honesty or even define or address the problem accurately because of your emotions, which is not very masculine. You'll forgive me for just thinking that you're full of shit. (sighs) But that's Gen Z. Uh, You know, it does feel like we're just, you know, I try and keep the show hip. We're with it. We're so cool. But it feels like we repeat ourselves a lot. What do I mean by that? Biden grants quasi-amnesty to 470,000 more Venezuela migrants. Folks, it's like we are on, it's Groundhog Day. That's what it feels. It feels like Groundhog Day over here. Every day we're talking about an open southern border. We're talking about massive invasion from illegal immigrants. Multiculturalism does not work. It does not work. And John, what do you mean by that? Here's what I mean. Being against multiculturalism is not being xenophobic. Being xenophobic meaning we don't like people from other countries. When I say multiculturalism doesn't work, the reason that liberals will always disagree on this topic is as follows. When we say multiculturalism, we first have to acknowledge that certain cultures at root have certain uh, behavioral patterns, beliefs, taboos, whatever the case may be, that are rooted in truth. For example, Islam in the Middle East, if you are gay, they will cut your head off. They will throw you off a building. They will stone you. They will destroy you and your family. This is true. So then explain to me, which liberals can't do, and they will never concede to that is the true belief of most, you know, Eastern Middle Eastern practicing Islam. They will never concede to that fact because if they do, they violate their own core tenet of not being Islamophobic. That's why liberals are hypocrites. But to go back to the first point, if that is true at the root of their culture in being against homosexuals, and then you bring that to America, clearly that is not an American culture. Ergo, multiculturalism does not work. That's what I mean. Hopefully that makes sense. Multiculturalism does not work. But liberals don't care. Liberals, by and large, do not care. So now we got over half, almost half a million more. Half a million more coming in. Eric Adams up in New York, mayor of New York, he's already screaming. Even the governor, they're both saying, we can't do this. We can't hit. I'm, hey, you said two years ago, we're a sanctuary state. Come on, bring us your cold, you're tired, you're hungry. Where's all the liberal politicians? Why aren't you opening up your doors and taking illegals? You had the chance up in Martha's Vineyard, but what did you do? Oh, man, you rich white motherfuckers. You put those brown people on buses and got them out of there so fucking fast, you thought Rosa Parks had made a comeback. That's what you did. That is exactly what you did. Fucking hilarious. Hilarious to me. 
You, you, and this is what liberals do by and large. You preach one thing that's rooted in some type of principle, supposed principle, some, some type of moral, moral guiding view, I guess. But then when the pragmatic part comes to be put into practice, man, you're fucking AWOL. Ah, we believe open borders. Let him in. Let him in. Well, okay. Um, how many are you going to put up in your house? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, you yeah, see about that. Oh, oh, yeah, but no, but Republicans are racist. Man, <laughs> if it wasn't for like the ever-changing back and forth standards of liberals, you would have no standards at all. <laughs> it's, it's pathetic. Uh, Joe Biden uh, gives U.S. Uh, gives temporary legal status to nearly half a million Venezuelan immigrants. Before Wednesday's announcement, announcement, approximately 242,000 Venezuelans who came to the U.S. before March of 2021 received the federal protection status designation. You remember why they left Venezuela? Off the top of my head, does anybody remember why they left Venezuela? Wasn't so long ago. Starts with a C. Starts with a C. Anybody? Crickets? Crickets out there? You know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. Next in the news. Oh, before I forget, hey, if you want to support the show, you can do it over on Patreon. We really appreciate that. Uh, we had some new Patreon uh, subscribers. You know, I know it's difficult to sign up on Kick and Rumble if you want to support the show. I totally get it. Um, if you want to support us over on uh, Patreon, here is the link. It's patreon.com slash Show. A dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Thank you. We got a few Patreons signed up last night. Again, that means the world to us. That means, makes us feel like we're actually, um, people appreciate the work or the, uh, the effort that we put into this show, coming out here and entertaining you all day after day. Thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to us. Um, every time I see that little notification go off, it just really makes me smile. Thank you. Um, <laughs> capitalism. They didn't leave because of capitalism. All right. So this is an article that's kind of going around right now. Um, man, I feel like our sense of morality as a society has definitely progressed in some ways good and in some ways bad. Um, the article says Trump autographs woman's shirt in Iowa bar. You know, when you watch this, he's signing right on top of her breast. So is this presidential behavior? The only, the, um, the only thing I, I have issue with is that if I if the roles were reversed and that was my spouse doing that, I'd probably be a little offended. It's like, why would you disrespect me like that? That's not appropriate. Like, if a woman signed a guy's a guy's jeans where his dick is, or whatever the case may be, I don't I don't know if that's uh that's appropriate. I don't know. Maybe this is a boomer take on my part. Chat, what do we think on this one? Do we think this is a little overboard? Trump signing this woman's shirt on her boob? Former President Donald Trump made a surprise stop to a treehouse pub in Bedford, Iowa, and autographed the shirt of a woman he had on as he greeted his supporters and passed out pizza boxes to them. Um, I don't know. I mean, Trump is the president, but or the, he was the president, but it's just kind of like when you're campaigning and you have the MAGA team over on Twitter trying to levy all types of accusations against Ron DeSantis for not being a good husband, father, whatever, and then you don't know or you don't condemn this type of behavior. For me, it's just a matter of like consistent morality, consistent standards. If you're going to apply these standards to DeSantis, you do the same thing to Trump. That's my issue. Do I think it's like that big of a deal? That's that's when it brings up the question in my mind of, well, 
has our culture changed? Have we progressed in, in a, to a degree? And what I mean by that is, is this something that if I was upset with, is that rooted in insecurity? Or do you think that would be a general thing to be upset with? Because I'm pretty sure when I put myself in that same situation, and if I had my spouse doing something like that uh, on the breast, it's like, I feel like that's a little inappropriate. You could sign a piece of paper, sign something up, but not on top of like where it could give the illusion of being somewhat quasi inappropriate. And I kind of think that's it. I kind of think that's it. And if you're the president and the other part of it is where's Melania? Where's Melania on this one? I mean, this, this, this article aside, where has she been? Hmm. Uh, Trump drops by Treehouse Pub in Benton North, Iowa. Cool. You know, I, here's the thing. This is what I hate about politics. The DeSantis team are going to attack Trump no matter what. Trump's team is going to attack DeSantis no matter what. And they're going to attack him over the most stupidest things. Do you remember when liberals attacked Trump for drinking water with two, two hands or sniffed too hard through his nose? Remember that? And the liberals just went apeshit over this. Oh, my God. Who, who, who sips water with two hands? And I'm just like, is this really what we're focusing on? I don't care. I don't care that Donald Trump wants to go to a pizza joint. I don't care that Ron DeSantis wants to go serve barbecue. Cool. That's politicking. That's what you have to do. Do I think it's pandering? Of course it's pandering. We all know it's pandering. Every, I mean, this is this, this goes beyond left versus right. This is politicking in general. You get someplace, first thing you do is you take off the jacket. Why? Because I'm about to roll up my fancy sleeves and my $3,000 suit to sew these freaking, show these these union workers that I'm a man of the people like you are. Look at me rolling up my sleeves because I'm signifying I'm about to get to work. As I then finish the speech, fly off in my private jet to go get a blowjob from this hooker I probably picked up somewhere and I'm paying her like 50 bucks. I don't care. If they want to go pass out cheeseburgers, if Trump wants to go hand out pizza, be my guest. That's politicking. That has... Honestly, I, I tweeted about this earlier, and I said this election, the 2024 election, is going to be an election in regards to personality and nothing to do with policy. And that's why the GOP is going to lose. I genuinely feel that's why the GOP is going to lose. Now, here's where Trump's tactic comes into play, and people just aren't realizing this. Trump is, is thinking as follows. Why did he come out as being pro-choice? Because let's be honest, that's what it is. That's what it is. And the crew over at Daily Wire, very interesting that they kind of took a little backseat on this one. They weren't coming out like hard on this one. I think Bongino did, which a lot of respect for that. I thought Bongino was like a Trump simp. I'm glad to see him actually standing up for his actual principles. I am truly happy to see that. Um, but Trump's thing here. Trump knows he's got to go for the independents and the moderate left. Now, the first question you're going to ask is, well, if he's taking the stance to try and secure their votes or pander to them, isn't he alienating his own base even more? And the answer to that is not in Trump's mind. Trump's going by the polls, and clearly the polls are favoring Trump right now, but also polls don't matter. Polls are also very selective, very biased. We've seen this. Trump truly believes, and I can see why, he is going to secure the nomination and then run the general election. So in his mind, he's like, I'm the only choice you've got. Of course, you're going to vote for me no matter what regardless if I'm pro-choice or not, because I'm the only conservative option you got. That's what Trump's thinking. That's the tactic he's playing here. Try and win the independents and the moderate left by being somewhat pro-choice, get them to come to your side, vote for you, and take the presidency. Will it work? I don't know. I really don't know. 
because here's the deal. If people stop with this back and forth of left versus right, and this is where I stand, hold the GOP accountable by not letting them take the party hostage. And John, what do you mean by that? By not voting in the general election for Donald Trump. I'm not. I refuse to. Well, that's the only option. That's MAGA's fault. Folks, I cannot in good faith vote for a president that is anti-2A, that is pro-choice. These are two unconstitutional things right off the bat. I'm sorry. I, I cannot agree with that. Name me constitutionally sound principles that Donald Trump runs on. I don't understand this. So if everybody rallies around Donald Trump, who is personality, clearly not policy, versus DeSantis, who is policy, very lacking in the far as the personality goes, I will give you that. DeSantis is kind of boring. He does need to spice it up a little bit. But also, and I say that because I know a lot of voters give a shit about that kind of stuff. Folks, here's where it comes down to. I don't give a fuck about your personality. That could be the most dry-humored, monotone dude sitting in that Oval Office. But as long as he's staying the hell out of my business, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if he's the most flamboyant homosexual. Hey, I'm signing out a new bill today, God. I don't care. Stay out of my business. Stay the hell out of my business and enforce the constitutional rights that every American freedom-loving citizen has been awarded by those that have died fighting for him and God above. I don't care. But unfortunately, many voters in this country do care about personality. They do. And personality goes to Donald Trump. There's no, there's no arguing that. I will agree. I will concede that to, to MAGA. Absolutely. And when I say MAGA, I'm talking about the cult. I'm not talking about, there's a difference here. There's a difference in Trump voters like Josh and then like the MAGA cult that will never condemn Trump when he does something wrong. You can concede that Trump is wrong. On, I get it. If you still want to vote for Trump, be my guest. Be my guest. I am not trying to attack you for that. I'm not even looking down my nose at you for this. It's the MAGA cult that basically mirrors the leftist cult that I don't like on either side. There's inconsistencies in your logic. For example, when Trump comes out and makes this 15-week thing, says, well, you know, I wouldn't say that. And then you have the Kirks, the Daily Wire crew, and the other people out there that run out there and suddenly try twisting words or trying to rationalize in a weird way for you to instead compromise your morals and your beliefs to instead say, well, we should let this slide because Trump's thing is, this is why we're losing elections. So we should concede ground on abortion. Oh, well, if you're willing to do that for the lives of the unborn, what are you willing to do for the Second Amendment? What are you willing to do for the First Amendment? I mean, do, do you not see the consistencies here, folks? So in my mind, they say, well, if he's the only one we got to vote for, what do we do? A vote third party is going to throw the election away. Folks, I hate to tell you this, but we might have to get prepared for that. Glenn Beck ain't going to come after him. Glenn Beck already got roasted back in 2015, right before he jumped on the Donald Trump bandwagon because basically everybody was coming for that motherfucker. Now, Beck went too far. He was calling Trump supporters brown shirts and stuff. Clearly, that's an exaggeration. And for a man in his position, with his influence, you should really choose your words more effectively and more descriptive, if I'm, or more accurately descriptive. They weren't brown shirts. I mean, sure, they're a fucking cult, but making them akin to fucking brown shirts, the Hitler you get the fuck out of here. Yes, that now. Come on. Come on. That's, that's too much. It's too much. 
but all of these influencers, what are you going to do? Man, y'all start tap dancing. Drano and the rest of these guys go out. Ooh, well, hey, guys, now let's just, maybe we should rethink our position on abortion. Maybe we got it wrong. Like, wow, that that's where the influencer camp is at. That's where it's at. And it blows my mind. It blows my fucking mind. Would you rather, I don't know. Would you rather win some elections and compromise your beliefs? Then what's the point in winning the elections then? You're giving the left everything they want. You're in power, but you're still giving them everything. Explain that to me. So I, I truly feel if Donald Trump secures the general election, I don't think he's going to beat. It's probably going to be Newsom. I don't think he's going to beat him. Maybe. Well, I don't know. But this idea of voting for Trump because he's the only choice, I'm over it. Used to think like that, not anymore. Because I feel like if that's the stance that a lot of politicians take and you hold the party for hostage, I'm out. I'm, I'm not going to vote in accordance with the party. I'll, I'll tolerate it. I'll do what I got to do to survive. But folks, I'm sorry. This back and forth, they, them, us versus them, there are other choices. And those choices are stop, stop voting in these liberals posing as constitutionalists, and they're not. They're clearly not. Well, if that's all that our party's putting up, well, then why are you voting for it? Make the GOP start fucking lose. Well, then the left's in charge and we really start losing. Well, what, are, what other alternative do you have? We keep losing. You know, we, we keep losing. So it doesn't make sense to keep voting in for the same bullshit and we make no grounds. Instead, we just keep making concessions. And I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of, I'm just tired of it. So for me, it's like, you know what? Like I said before, let it fucking burn for a little bit, not permanently. Get rid of these clowns like Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greens, Booberts, all these morons. Get the Trump circus out of there. And let's get some actual leaders, some constitutionally sound leaders. Because folks, until Trump goes, this continues. And this is why we're going to lose elections. This is exactly why. We keep putting up these stupid ass candidates, stupid ass candidates. Well, you're not going to agree with everything a politician has to say. That's true. But on very sound principles, I don't want my elected leader compromising for the sake of being bipartisan, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment, especially when it comes to the lives of the unborn. I think that's fair. I don't like being in this, this juxtaposition of, you know, if you, if, you know, if our guy doesn't do this, this, and this, then what other choice do we have? There's plenty of choices. MAG is putting us in this position of not pushing DeSantis. Look, if we want to go personality versus policy, DeSantis has got Trump beat, hands down. Hands fucking down. Culture war, DeSantis has done more. Disney just came out. Did you see this article? Bob Iger, who retook over the CEO position, just said, Disney's done with the fight. They're going to tune it down now. Will they? I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised that article isn't making headlines everywhere. Disney just basically said, we're done making noise in the culture space. We're going to shut the fuck up. Which is exactly what we wanted. Sell the mouse shit, keep the gay shit out of the parks, and shut the fuck up. He did it. To a degree, he did it. And what did Trump do? He sided with Disney. He sided with Cuomo. He sided with the enemy. The enemy in the culture space. The enemy in the political space. Why on God's green earth would you ever do that? Why would you ever side with liberals over your own? Now, such a thing could be pragmatic if they were in the right, but they're not. These were the liberals that wanted to push transing the children, having the gay crap at the theme parks, genital mutilation, all of these things. That's what their positioning was. And for Trump to side with Disney, 
against DeSantis because he's afraid of him in a general election or because he's afraid of him in the primaries. Bro, that is, I'm sorry. That just reeks of insecurity. There is no need to go that route. None. And that's when Trump really lost me. And here's the deal. A year from now, two years from now, you can come back and you can blame me. Well, this is where you stood, John. I don't care. In two years, I'm going to look back at the decision I'm making now and say, I know why I made that decision. And here's my ration. Here's my thought process. I do not and I will not compromise my beliefs by voting for someone that does not align with them. Not even 50%. I'll watch this motherfucker burn before I do that because all we're doing at that point is voting in more of the same because that's the only option we have. No, there are, there are other options. There are other options. That's just me. Multiculturalism again. Italy calls for naval blockade, maybe the only way to stem Europe's migrant crisis, experts say. Italian PM Milani warned criminal networks are exploiting the migrants during her UN speech. I like this woman. She's got bigger balls than most politicians we have in America. Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Milani called uh, Meloni, excuse me, called the European Union to create a naval blockade in the Mediterranean Sea aimed at blocking the flow of migrants, arguing the future of Europe is at stake. Oh, there's an invasion. There's definitely an invasion. Mm. Ask yourself why. What is at stake is the future of Europe because the future of Europe depends on its capability or excuse me, capacity to deal with the huge challenges of our time. Maloney told reporters over the weekend, according to a report from the Telegraph, the prime minister's comments come after the European Commission president, Ursula von der Leyen's weekend visit to Lampedusa, a small Italian island that has become one of the hotspots for Europe's migrant crisis. More than 10,000 migrants arrived at the island just north of Africa last week, according to the report, far surpassing the permanent population of 6,000. They got invaded. So people are going to ask, well, John, what is it really people are worried about as far as this goes? Fair enough. Here's the reason. Say like, you know, we call it the jelly bean jar issue. Uh, we've shown this video before in the show. You have, um, let's just say, island A, your country A and country B. Country A is a third world country. It's got a corrupt government. Uh, the culture there is just really, 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 really bad. Okay? People don't have jobs. They come from impoverished, which usually generally means that they're going to be a, a more violent, less tolerant people. The lower economic class, it's where poverty is. It's where the highest crime is. The highest in everything for the most part. So then these people start saying, wait a minute. I'm done with this country. I got, I got nothing to do here. I'm going somewhere else. But I'm not going to do it through the right process. Because... Here's the reason why. Number one, it could be a little too expensive. Number two, the wait can be forever. Number three, you might not even get approved. Imagine being literally nobody. You have you have no history. You're just a name, uh, a serial number, whatever, social security, whatever the case may be. And the other country you're trying to get into says, well, we don't know who you are. We don't know what you do. Um, if we let you into our country, would you be a drain on our economic system through the welfare process or would you actually contribute? And more times than not, they're going to be a drain on it. So these other countries are like, well, we don't really want you because, yes, you aren't sending your best. And it's not even a matter of best being like doctors, lawyers, even though I don't know why we could consider lawyers anything next to fucking Satan. But still, you get my point. So what do they do? They do it illegally. So you got 10,000, roughly, I would imagine, military-age males bouncing from one country to another. And the other country is like, no, you're not going to come over here and be a drain on our welfare system because that economically is going to put us upside down. The more that we do this, there's going to be more money getting taken out than put in. Put in. Now, 
Milton Friedman's argument of illegal immigration being great when it's illegal makes sense here. And this is where it gets a little complicated. Now think, now try and keep up with me here. If illegal immigrants can come over here and work and not get to benefit the system, meaning you don't get wealth, you don't get anything, but you can work and get paid and you're not going to get taxed because you're illegal, folks, doesn't that make sense that businesses would thrive and grow because they're going to work for a lesser wage? That means you keep more of your freaking your income. You can hire, you can expand. That doesn't mean that you're going to pay them a shit wage. That's up to the businesses. But when illegals can instead come over here throughout without the verification process, we don't know if we're getting criminals, rape, but we don't know. They're just coming. And you still get to benefit off the system. Then it's upside down. It's upside down. So that's why illegal immigration should be illegal across the board. No open borders, nothing, nothing, absolutely not. Because economically, through the laws of the individual states, you would have to set the environment by passing those said laws saying like, look, if you're illegal and you're here working, you don't ever get benefits, you don't ever get anything. You can take your money and go back home, that's fine. But it's not that way. The local residents aren't, or excuse me, the local states are not set up for that. Texas is not set up for that. Illegal is illegal. I think even in uh, Florida, they talked about ID me now to where, you know, through the, you have to go through the ID me process. It, it can be manipulated. It's very easy, but basically it kind of certifies that all employees at certain areas are um, legal employees. I'm not in agreement with it because I feel like a private business should never have to answer the government for dick all. Um, but I, I understand the premise behind it. Hmm. That's just me. That's just me. Oh, look at this article. <clears throat> Who, who saw this coming or who didn't see this coming? A third of children put on puberty blockers saw mental health reliably deteriorate, UK researchers find. <clears throat> Interesting. Over a third of children placed on puberty blockers uh, by Britain's controversial Tavistock Child Gender Clinic suffered mental health problems after taking the hormone-altering drugs, according to fresh and to a fresh analysis. A new look at the, the 2011 study conducted by the University College London Hospitals (UCLH) and the Tavistock Centre's Gender Identity Development Service, the UK's only child gender transition clinic that is set to be shut down over safeguarding failures, has found that mental health of 34% of children placed on puberty-blocking drugs reliably deteriorated, while 37% saw no difference and 29% reliably improved following the administering of the drugs. One third, no, one third don't care. One third say yes. Holy cow. You wouldn't you say that's clearly not average. That's not normal. Talk about like just so far out there, folks. <clears throat> The new findings fly in the face of the 2011 analysis of 44 children aged between 12 and 15 years old, which claimed that there had been no changes in psychological function after the youngsters were put on puberty blockers. While the original analysis was based on uh, averages of groups based on questionnaires provided to the children and their parents, the new findings were based on individuals' results, the Telegraph reported. Professor of Psychology and Sociology in the School of Health and Social Care at the University of Essex, Susan McPherson, and retired scientist David Friedman, who led the new inquiry, said that their methodology provides a greater indication as to variation across participants. 
This complementary and analytic approach allows us to look at how a new treatment is performing in terms of the percentage of patients improving, deteriorating, or showing clinically significant change, the researchers said. It is possible using this approach to look at patterns such as who is benefiting and who is not, they continued. We recommended that these approaches be incorporated into new gender dysphoria services being established in the UK, as well as new research studies being designed. Isn't it interesting how we're going to conduct these studies on gender dysphoria? But in order to help with this, what we're going to do is instead um, conform to it, acknowledge it, see it, and tolerate it. That's where you went wrong. You said gender dysphoria is a thing, but now you're going to treat it by treating it as if it's real and a man can be a woman? Folks, can you even believe that we even have to have these conversations in 2023? If you're sitting there listening to the sound of my just annoying fucking voice, could you ever see yourself in 2023, 2022, whenever, having to sit there and rationalize with retards on the internet that a man cannot be a woman? And the fact that Trump can't even answer that right off the cuff is very disturbing to me, quite honestly. Did you ever see yourself having to sit there and have debates with people on what makes a woman a woman and a man and a man? Did you did you ever think you'd be doing that? I thought we'd be having flying cars by now. Didn't Michael J. Fox say we'd have hoverboards? But here we are. We're, we, we are the most advanced that we have ever been as a society. We have such medical technology that is keeping people alive where not 10 years ago would have been a death sentence. We have vehicles that have facial recognition. You want to listen to a song, watch a movie, whatever the case may be, in an instant you have access to it. There's water, food everywhere in America. You want to go down to Taco Bell at like 1 o'clock in the morning? You got it. You want to order something from Amazon Prime, get it here the next day? You got it. We are the generation of convenience. And as a result, we have become spoiled and fatted off the fruits of labor that are Fathers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers fought and died for. Now, what are we complaining about? Do I think that we don't have the right to complain? Of course we have the right to complain. Folks, in the last 48 hours, I could tell you about the complaints I have. Inflation, sales, all of these things. I am not saying that we should be without complaints. Of course we are going to complain. But we do have to put in perspective what it is that we're actually complaining about. But with all that being said, with all that that we have access to, we're having to argue over, can a man be a woman? And you know where this started? It started with liberals listening to the ramblings and nut job crying from the colored-haired fruitcakes of the LGBTQ left. That's where this started. It's the fruitcakes of the younger generation, the kids that want to cry to get their way, and what did the liberals do? Oh, you poor thing. We should listen to the children. Get that retard Greta Thunberg up there. We should listen to her as well. She's so smart. She didn't even graduate high school yet. Wasn't even paying taxes. And you lauded this woman up, this girl up, as if she's a subject matter expert on global warming. Get the fuck out of here. This is what liberals do. It's like you pull up this child. And it's like, how can you scream at this child? Because that child's just as stupid as you are, you dumb fuck. Fuck you and that child. You bunch of more. You were the one that got the child involved. Stuff's insane, man. It's just insane. 
But these are the conversations we got to have in 2023. Forget this idea of how can we economically fix this country? How can we make America better? How can we improve the mortality rates? How can we fix the impoverished areas of, of America, the ghettos? How, how can we fix this? Instead, what has the left done? You've complicated the problem by detracting attention away from the core issues that we should be focusing on. Racism, xenophobia, misogyny, misandry, everything under the fucking sun, except the issues that fucking matter. Does racism matter in America? No, the fuck it doesn't. It is not that pressing of an issue. Where are the burning crosses outside our fucking, where, where? Where's the Klan marches? Where, where is all this racism that suddenly exists? I don't see it. Well, John, that must mean you're part of the problem. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm getting tired of being called a racist. Maybe I'm getting tired of the diversity is our strength bullshit argument that you keep making. Yet I don't see the repercussions of this. What has diversity given us? Exactly. Please tell me. I'm just, I'm just curious. Oh my gosh. Gotta love it. More in the Russell Brand saga. I know you're, you're probably like me and you're already tired of hearing about this. I'm going to give you a hot take that many of you are not going to like. John Burke, how you doing? We probably never met. That's what I do. Do I think Russell Brand is innocent? Yes, he is. Innocent until proven guilty. Due process. Do I think he's capable of this type of behavior? Yes, I do. <laughs> Man, you motherfuckers don't know what to think about me now. Here's where my, here's where my mind works, okay? Every single human being is capable of anything. Do I think it's very convenient that these women came out now? Uh, absolutely. Do I think there's probably a hit piece on them? Absolutely. Do I think that maybe he also has something that they, or do they actually have grounds against them? Quite possibly, yes. You forget, Russell Brand is not a conservative. He is independent, but he does lean left. And he was a hardcore liberal not that long ago. Is it possible that Russell Brand is complicit or at least guilty in some of these situations? Absolutely it is. Do I think he is? I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's due process first. He's innocent. Should he be canceled? Absolutely not. Should YouTube demonetize him? Absolutely not. Should he be freaking just sit there and lambasted over social media? Absolutely not. He should be given his fair day in court like anybody else. But what I will not do is pick a side of just automatic innocence no matter what. Simply because the left hates him, he's automatically innocent in my eyes? Absolutely not. That would be the same capacity of, say, for example, Lauren Bubert getting a tug job in a theater. Do I defend her and that behavior just because she's on my side? Absolutely not. That's disgusting immoral behavior. Oh, by the way, uh, update on that. Did you know that was her first date with Homeboy? Did y'all hear this? I didn't know this. I thought they'd been dating for a while. But apparently, that was their first date. Damn. That dude gets to like first base on the first date. I mean, I mean, damn near almost. Well, I mean, that is, uh, yeah. I'd say second base. Got the boob, got the tug job. Third base is, isn't like underwear. Like you get it under the underwear and then home plate is like, you're, you're, you're fucking. So I think he made it to second base on the first date. Damn. That's skill, man. That or she's a whore. <laughs> I don't Whatever. Hey, here's the thing. I don't fucking care. If a woman wants to give up on the first, I do. Hey, do what you want to do. And it's your life. Your life. You live what you, you do what you want. I don't care. 
Am I going to judge you? Absolutely, I'm going to judge you. That's what we just humans do. It's not even going to sit here and pretend like I would never judge you. We all look down our nose at shit like that. Now, here's the thing. Would I ever be serious with a woman that did something like that? Absolutely not. We're going to fuck, and that's about it. Why? Because you've got no self-respect. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, John, what kind of man are you? You would actually take advantage. Well, it's not taking advantage, but it's just like, look, if that's what you're going to treat this relationship as, I'm a man. Absolutely. But the difference is, I'll be honest with you. It's like, if this is where we're going, I'm probably not going to wipe you up. Just not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm giving you the cheat codes to most men here, ladies. If you're out there single and you're wondering, look, if you create the environment on a first date to give it up for a dude, he's not going to respect you. He is going to fuck you, and that's how he's going to view you. That's how he's going to treat you. Then it goes back to that idea. It goes back to the idea of you're going to get treated how you demand people treat you. So if you go into a restaurant and you allow someone to walk all over you, they're going to continue that behavior. People respect those that respect themselves by applying boundaries. Now, if you have no boundaries, that's how you're going to be treated. If that's how you want to be treated, hey, that's fine. Fair enough. But don't sit there and try and act like, you know, well, I just don't understand why I can't find a good man because you're dating fuckboys. If you tell it, okay, here's the other part. Ladies, let me put myself in your situation real quick, okay? Let me try and be a woman here, okay? Uh, oh, my God. Have you seen the Barbie movie? No, I can't even do it. Sorry, can't do it. Anyway, <laughs> ladies, here's the deal. Um, number one, if a man even tries to make that advancement on a first, second date, tries to sleep with you, that's not a man you want to be with, okay? That's a man looking to score. That's a man looking to hook up. There is a difference in a man wanting to genuinely get to know you, learn about you. Why? For the sake of personalities matching, or there's an interest there, there's a spark, there's a flame, there's a connection. The sex stuff, honestly, folks, that's secondary if you're an actual high-value man. The sex is going to come with it. In this day and age, it's hard to find a woman that does not know her way around a deck. That's, and that's a good thing. That's a great thing. Like when people make the, uh, the comparison, would you rather be with an older woman or a virgin? I'm going older woman. She knows what to do. She's experienced. She doesn't have the baggage. She doesn't have the drama. Virgins, eh, you got to teach them. Which, again, if that's your thing, rock out with your bad self. Not mine. I like cars that already know which direction they're supposed to go, I guess. I don't know. But the point that I'm trying to make is, ladies, if you're dating somebody and that guy is trying to make hints at trying to sleep with you on the first date, that already tells you where his mind's at. Now, is our mind there from the get-go? Absolutely. And this is the complexities of how men think, which really is not complex. We think with our dick, quite honestly. The reason that I would initially want to talk to a woman or swipe right or whatever is because of physical attraction, which is rooted in sexuality. And I love the fact that we went from all the politics, now we're talking about dating again. This is great. The initial sexual attraction when the first time you see that woman at a bar, at a club, at the gym, wherever, a get-together, a friend's house, the initial attraction for most, not all, is the physical looks. Next, once that's established, it should be personality and intelligence, humor, all the characteristics and qualities of that person. That's what comes next. Is there a bond here? Is there something that we share? If there is, then we take it to the next step. We get to know more about each other. And eventually, sex will happen. 
But if you got a guy that wants to skip the whole getting to know about you and just straight getting into the sack and you let him, you cannot sit there and be surprised when that guy doesn't call you back or doesn't want to date you seriously. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I hope that does make sense. And that's why I say as a man, if I had a woman that on the first date would want to go all the way, I'm not going to take her seriously. That's just me. And I say this not with the intent, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I don't say this with the intent to shame women. I say this with the intent to encourage women to, to increase their standards. If that's what you, if you're generally looking for a good man, then you're going to have to up the standards, which means you're going to be alone a lot longer. You have to go on a series of shitty dates with assholes. I know I've done it with women. I've been there. It's not easy. You're going to have to hold out. You're going to be a little lonely. I get it. But when you do find that person, it's going to make it so much better. It's going to be so much better. And I will tell you this. If he's got one of those weird douchebaggy homo haircuts, don't date him. Date a fucking man. Date a man. That's just me. That's just me. But, all right, going back to the Russell Brand thing. Sexual assault allegations live updates from Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan releases government letter demanding tech firm punish and cancel the actor. The government. The government, folks. Wow. Wow. So the government that's also supposed to represent the the rights of the people that they were elected by is now saying, crucify this man who hasn't even had his day in court. Wow. Wow. But we should just trust the government though, right, folks? We should just, yeah. Government's good. Government's good. Russell Brand has been accused of raping, sexually assaulting, and abusing four women over the course of seven years, including a 16-year-old he allegedly called the child, according to a bombshell investigation published September 16th. The British actor and comedian, 48, denied the report prior to its release. Since the allegations broke, interviews have surfaced, or excuse me, resurfaced, showing Brand's ex-wife, Katy Perry, and his forgetting Sarah Marshall co-star, Kristen Bell, discussing his behavior, discussing his behavior years ago, and his YouTube channel has been demonetized. What you need to know... Russell Brand's UK comedy tour postponed after bombshell rape allegations. Krista Bell warned Russell Brand not to try anything on forgetting Sarah Marshall's set. Russell Brand joked on stage he raped someone once 10 years before investigation. Okay, hold on. Russell Brand postponed his comedy tour. I wouldn't do it. Go full speed ahead. Absolutely not. I'd be like, no, this is bullshit. I'm not stopping my life. I'm not going to pause and take a knee and then issue some kind of mea culpa months later. Absolutely not. No, I'm going on with my life. This is false You'll catch me doing the tour. If you want to demonetize me, fine. I'll be over in Rumble. You're not going to fucking stop me. Do not bow down or stop your daily life because of cancel culture. Don't give them the satisfaction. Uh, Kristen Bell warned Russell Brand not to try anything. That's nothing. Maybe she just heard that he's a slut and says, don't even try. Fair enough. But that's still not enough to convict somebody of fucking rape. And then Russell Brand joked on stage and raped somebody. That's a stage? Is that like a, a comedy? A comedian? Is that what they do? Uh-oh. Now we got to regulate jokes. Don't make rape jokes. Don't make racist jokes. Don't make murder jokes. Don't make any joke that could allude to the fact that maybe you're just serious and making a joke about it to cover it up. It's called comedy, motherfuckers. Now, do I think he could have done this? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. But, but, it's due process. Because we all know liberals, by and large, you've got an agenda, especially white liberal women. You've got an agenda to try and silence anybody that goes in direct opposition to you. Russell Brand is one of the main leading voices, not necessarily on the right, but he's up there. 
Remember how they tried coming for Elon? The one woman said he showed me his dick on the plane and he said, okay, describe what it looks like. Like, damn. I'm just saying. So when it comes to Russell Brand, he's innocent until proven guilty. Well, John, do you think he do you think he actually did it? I don't know. Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be a great cover to come out as like a centrist saying, look, I'm going against big pharma, blah, blah, blah. So when people eventually do blow the whistle on me, I've got to mean it's like, look, I was standing up for this is why they're trying to hit piece. I mean, it's it's possible. If we're talking about conspiracy theorism, isn't that possible that somebody could kind of take that as their their temporary shield for the future when somebody tries to blow the whistle? Absolutely. That's why I'm saying as long as you're center of the aisle and say, look, due process, innocent until proven guilty, is it possible? Absolutely. I think that's a very fair and balanced position to take. 100%. I'm not going to sit there and say that someone's automatically innocent because I like them. No, it's possible. But like I said, he is innocent. That's how, I should, that's how I'm going to treat him. He's innocent. But again, I will not sit here and pearl clutch and act shocked if they actually come with irrefutable proof and evidence. It's like, oh, well, okay, fair enough. You got him. My question is, why the fuck did you wait so long? Because yes, that's where I'm seeing. It is very convenient when they came out with this. Let's not even kid ourselves. Absolutely. Is it a hit job? I truly think it is. But it could be a hit job that he gave him the ammo for years ago. That's the other point I'm trying to make. I hope I hope I'm making myself perfectly clear here. Am I, uh, Chad, am I being clear? I hope I am. Hopefully. Sometimes I have it in my own head and I, you know, I'm not very good at articula articulating the thoughts that I have just roaming around crazy in my head. Ah, I'm kind of weird. I'm kind of weird. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode of the, oh, sorry about your drums there. Uh, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. Okay, look, before you get out of here, go check out shellshockcbd.com. Go try, check out our amazing products. If you could, you want to support the show. You listen to me every day. You're here in my chat. Man, I, I appreciate it. Maybe you don't you can't support Shellshock because you can't take the products. Whatever the case, I understand. I get it. But if you want to support the show on Patreon, uh, that goes a long way. Really appreciate it. Here's the link on YouTube. It's patreon.com slash all American Savage Show. One dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month. I need to get in there and make some tiers. Like maybe we can send people some really cool stickers, unique shit for the show. Um, try and grow the show audience over there. And we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You guys are fucking just incredible. Thank you so much for all your love and support. And again, also 1920brand.com. Don't forget to check us out over there. Uh, Josh will be back tomorrow. And we should have a... Actually, no. No, no. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I got something I got to go do. But that means Monday. We'll be back in the studio for your show. And we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for all your support, for listening in, for tuning in, for all the chat, for all the shares, the likes. And also, I know I'm asking a lot of you guys. I know. I know. But go leave a good review on the iTunes show for the All-American Savage Show podcast. It helps out way more than you know. Until Monday, you stay savage, America.